<laughs> that's the wrong one. That's Lex Luthor. Oh, Lex Luthor. Yeah. Oh. I just remember him body slamming Yokozuna on like a yeah. naval ship. On the uh, USS Intrepid. They yeah. talked they showed that on uh, I was watching WWE Legends on biog- a biography or whatever on A and E. Because I'm like oh, I'm back in the pro wrestling all in Gary. I so, haven't wa- started watching WWE, but okay, slowly get AEW we, guy, right. We were just talking about the Triple H Vince McMahon, yeah. Like from a standpoint of like, you know, what do you, what do we think about it? Yeah, he was on Logan Paul's podcast. Um, I could see Triple H pulling me back into WWE, but I don't know that I have like six nights a week. To, to, who's the, Who's the like? Here's the thing: to watch wrestling. And this this is. I'm not going to go all Tom Segura and talk shit about pro wrestling. Yeah. Because at one time in my life, I was a huge pro wrestling fan, but I think that's the time in your life when you get to capitalize on it. That 13 to 20, like right. you really get to live in that mode. Yeah. And then like, I'm not shitting on people that are, that are my age that are is still into pro wrestling, but well, there's just no like entertainment value. It's hard to innovate in a, in a system that's been, going on for so long yeah like, i feel like every storyline's been done tweaked it, it's all the same right like that's everything know. though right like all the yeah. movies that are made it's they're exactly. just remaking the same movies um so i think that's why a lot of people get into politics because that's like awful you, too you, well you don't know like you can't write that like that's no you don't, I don't know. I've seen Wag the Dog. It's it's pretty. It seems yeah. Plausible. Well, some of the stuff that's happened to today. Hey, the, the president uh, was in this Kentucky episode. Today. This episode of of, uh, of 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 USA today was was good. <laughs> Had you well, um, I I am trying to to catch up on um Better Call Saul, um. And they, I think they just had the series finale, or it's coming up. And I saw the episode. I haven't watched it, but I've been recording the episodes. And the episode they had is called Breaking Bad. And I'm like, oh, they're going to tie in the. They do, right? Yeah, they they they're going to. You could tell in season uh, five, which is the last one I watched, um, they were tying in pretty close to Breaking Bad. And then you could see like the wheels start to turn. So you I like Breaking Bad, right? Yes, I saw an interview with Brian Cranston talking about when it coming to work on better call Saul and how um, they, they came and got him and they put him in an Airbnb and he couldn't leave and he went and filmed a scene and he left. Like he did, like it was very in and out hush, yet very secretive. Mm-hmm. Um, but now well, everybody, I mean, everybody knows it's going to happen, but like the circumstances how. around it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, they've but done such Bad, a good job with, with, uh, with, I, I love Breaking Bad as a show. Just the the creative. You didn't like the it. first eight episodes. No, but even and like see, that's the thing. So, that's like this podcast. You might not like the first ten minutes, but it gets good. I promise. You might not like the first hundred six, but one hundred seven, we got you. Yeah, stick through it. We're still yeah. in season just, one. Just we'll let's start season oh, two. Oh, listen, that pisses me <laughs> off too. Unless you're like a a situational podcast where you're you have one topic. Yeah, like, like say a our topic type podcast. Yeah, our, yeah. Exactly. There's no fucking seasons in podcasts. Don't give me that bullshit. Yeah. Do you ever, have you watched uh, Only Murders in the Building? No, I don't have Hulu. You would like it, I think. 
Yeah. Listen, this is welcome to the Seltzer Cast. <laughs> oh, by the look. way, we got we started getting shit from our friends now. Well, yeah. you did mostly. Well, I got it today too. So Uncle Mike said when we were tired of being frat boys, we go back drinking real drinks. You yes. know, because I've been on a on a Seltzer kick, but I'm. Listen, I want to say I want to start off this episode. Uh, we got to get with Uncle Mike soon. It, it probably won't be soon because I'm getting ready to go into La La Land. I got to explain what's going to happen in my body after the surgery. Yeah, because I just learned about what, al- what how alcohol affects you. So that let's put a pin in that. Uncle, so I, I take Uncle Mike checked in with, with last week, and I was telling him about going off on Russell's Reserve. How you know he was talking about how Fred Minix, the guy who hyped it up, you know, Russell's reserve made by, um, wild Turkey, mm-hmm. Russell's reserve 10. You can buy 50. I could have bought 50 bottles tonight, but they got a 13 year old. It's a nice yep. blue bottle. It was Fred Minnick's 2021 bourbon of the year. And we've joked about being micro influencers. Fred is the opposite of that. He can shift the whole genre. Right, just with his words. I don't know how he got that pull. What, like, I don't know. We've we've quoted him on his podcast. We've read, you know, mentioned his articles and stuff like that. But Jesus, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, getting blown up. So, I casually, you know, I'm looking forward. And he's talking about how crazy the secondary market is. I put out some feelers. He hits me up. Got a bottle if you want it. Uh-oh. I said bet. <laughs> now, he said he wanted to take a couple draws off of it, which I don't know. I don't think he did, but I don't Here's know. Here's what. My mom's yeah. got the bottle right now. Yeah. So Here's what we should do. Mm-hmm. We should have him put that in the blind taste test before you before you try it and see if we can pick that see one out. See if it's good, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm that would be, be fun. You'd be scared. I'm scared of bourbon. What's your uh, no, biggest no, no. fear? I'm scared because I'm scared because I talk <laughs> shit about bourbon, and then I do a blind taste test, and I like yeah. the ones I talk shit about. So we now am we, I a credible source? Yeah, absolutely not, David. Going absolutely back, not. Yeah, the ones I that can tell we you this monster white is the best monster by yeah. far. The one when we did the original blind taste test, I, there wasn't. It surprised me, but there was nothing that like we could definitely tell. We and we didn't necessarily shit on any bourbons except for one that was the one that Mike like bottled his barrel pick. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. no offense, but the we could like kind of tell the the age of a lot of them. Like we were like, oh, this is a young bourbon. Yeah, this is I a weeded think, bourbon. I think even we a, could a novice bourbon drinker could figure that out if you've drank. Well, that's you, us, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like here's the thing that get like people always at like I was at Kroger today, somebody was asking me about bourbon. And I was like, listen, man, I would love, I would love to give you some recommendations, but if you hate them, it's not my fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we, everybody's taste is different, but also like, can you in bourbon too? I think you can go and say like, here's, here's something that is going to be, everyone likes a larceny, yeah. a maker's mark. Yeah. A, uh, the, the one that, that I am like, oh, I really like, I forgot how much I like this. I was sitting on my patio last week. Nice, you know, nice warm night. Whiskey, you? No, I was drinking Elijah Craig. And I'm yeah. like, this is yeah. one where it's like, I don't necessarily always like go for that, but I'm like, you know, it never treat you wrong. Yeah, never treat you wrong. Elijah Craig, you feel like a little special when you drink it, but you're not like 
oh, I'm breaking out the good stuff. It's like, hey, I want to yeah. have a couple couple pours. And I, I had the first one I mixed with uh, a seltzer, a limoncello flavored seltzer. And so limoncello has like the lemon and vanilla. Bourbon and vanilla just like, it's such a, like, it's a, like the perfect compliment of, mm. I'm going to try. So many bourbons say they have vanilla in the notes and I never yeah. taste it. Here's what I'm gonna try. I'm gonna put some vanilla in some bourbon. I've always I've I've was like, man, I, maybe what if I like, I don't know, try that like one ice cube, a little bit of vanilla in there. I feel like that would really, I don't know, probably would just be able to taste the vanilla in the <laughs> bourbon. But they they do like the bourbon like and vanilla and the coke vanilla. is awful. Yeah, I love vanilla coke. You would. I know. I hey, love awful things. Congratulations, buddy. I won't say congratulations to you. I'm proud of you. For what? For doing a triathlon. Now, some people place I got. <laughs> go out and they try to achieve things in real sports. And then there's people that just want to. I achieve things their in exercise. three sports. David talked about wanting to go. He's going to be a pro triathlete. <laughs> I am confident <laughs> that the. First of all, we don't know the best. The, the Michael Jordan of triathlons. You don't know their name. Yeah. That I better. Yeah. Also, I need to get better than like fifty third out of sixty four is what that's what I was. People in my yeah, but you said there were people literally laying on their back, floating. <laughs> there was It wasn't exactly that. It's it's hard to describe how these people were swimming. Were they just conserving because, their energy for the no? Run? The they weren't conserving because well, I guess. But so there was this guy facing the opposite direction, and you know most people. And, you know, doing freestyle swim, you know, the normal swim. Uh, this is Beers and Beards podcast, by the way. I'm Gar- I'm David. That's Gary. Why do I almost always uh, say I'm Gary? Because you... Fuck, we forget to tell people. But the guy was like, lay, like on, not even on his back, but like in the water, like facing the opposite direction, almost like, like not fully upright, but like, I would say at like a 45 degree angle and kind of like frog kicking his legs, like out. <laughs> And he was going faster than, I mean, I, he was with me almost the entire time. Cause I was like, is this like some new technique that I don't know, but like, wasn't really using his arms at all. I'm like, maybe he doesn't have use of his arms. I don't know. You got beat by a paraplegic in a triathlon. <laughs> yeah. I will say I, I felt so good in the swim. I beat my, my swim time by a lot. And I was like, I feel really good. How many so different like, outfits did you have to pack? Because you're in three very different. Not, did you just layer? No. Well, so you have a triathlon suit, which is like, you know, a one piece, a sing, like basically like a wrestling singlet. Right. And then I, I had a different shirt on at the beginning. And then I okay. I put on a shirt for the run, which I probably didn't really need to. But you have to wear the, the run bib. And I didn't have like some people will just wear like a little racing belt. Um but yeah, you can wear just like the the one thing the entire time. Interesting. Well, you finished. I'm proud of you. I did finish. Um, yeah, it was very difficult. I will say that. You I gonna, you gonna do a full yeah. one? No, I don't think I'll ever do a full. Because this was a sprint, and it took me one hour and fifty three minutes to complete. And I'm like, that's not like that's not a sprint. That's Sprint for an hour, fifty three minutes is crazy. Yeah, but it it is good because like you can go, 
you really can do, you know, go all out on the swim. You can go all out on the bike. And I did both of those. And then I was dead for the run. Like my run, I was, was like five minutes slower than what I wanted to, wanted it to be. So, um, also the, the underrated aspect is like going from that, bike. I did not do enough bike to run training days because bike to run is like a totally different, like that's a difficult transition. Is like, that what yours was? Was it swim, yeah, bike, run? Swim, bike, run. Yeah. So they call That's it brick, brick workouts. And yeah, the, the bike to the run is, is a much more difficult transition than the swim to the bike. Also, it takes you a little bit more time to transition from swim to bike because you got to you know, put your shoes on, you know, towel off a little bit, take off your goggles, whatever else. Was your underwear um, put your helmet on. What underwear? Just commando. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you. I'm glad. So you I'm, gonna, I'm excited to see you out there next year, Gary. You'll Listen, be sponsored by Beers and Beards. Yeah, yeah. Twelve dollar donut. I probably couldn't even get a the entry fee sponsored because you, you did have to pay for this, right? Yeah. Or, I got to a medal. Come in, to come, medal in here somewhere. To come in fifty fourth, fifty third, fifty third. It was either fifty fourth out of sixty three or fifty third out of sixty four. That sounds better, right? <laughs> Came in fifty third out of twelve. Yeah, uh, it's not so, about the. Yeah, not about the. Uh, I just really wanted. I I set a goal to do this in twenty twenty. Obviously, the world is has been a little wonky the past couple of years, but I did it two years late. Well, you did a marathon last year. Yeah. Triathlon the next this year, year, and next year you're going to transition into a woman. Yes. Next year is marathon and triathlon. And then I'm like probably done. In the same weekend. No. Well. Listen, here's what I want to do. Same year. The same weekend. Oh, well. Good luck. I I was like out of commission for like a week after I did the marathon. So. Um, one thing I want you to, to think about. Okay, okay. Let me preface this. We're going to, we're going to talk about alcohol and fun stuff, but I, I mean, this is really our chance to talk about ourselves. So I just got my insurance approval for my um, bariatric surgery. Now, I'm a big dude. I've been a big dude my whole life, right? I've probably gained and lost 17 David McKinney's in my adult life. Mm-hmm. But I'm awesome at losing weight. Like, I can lose 50 pounds in a week, in a month, you know. 50 pounds in a month? Yeah. Really? Yeah. But I'm very. That extreme. sounds unhealthy. Uh, <laughs> you're right. You're supposed to not do what is that a pound a week? Two, two. If you like go to like My Fitness Pal or something, and you for weight loss, aggressive weight loss is two pounds a week. <laughs> so, like, okay. I remember one week I lost eighteen pounds one week. So, anyway, do you think a lot of it was like like water weight or something, or just like... in the beginning it is, but like, I. I'm extreme. I have an yeah. addictive personality, right? Thank God I've never tried any hard drugs <laughs> because I'm guaranteed I'm going to like them. You've only tried the soft ones. I've only tried the soft ones, <laughs> the non-addictive <laughs> ones. Um, so you see old people, right? Yeah. You see fat people. You don't see old fat people. Uh, they don't make I it mean, that far. Yeah. 
<laughs> like you, you ain't seeing no more Belial be 65 year old. You know what I mean? Like they didn't make it that far. Generally Winston speaking. Churchill lived pretty long. I think he's a pretty big dude. <sighs> yeah. But he was big for the, like the 1940s, you know, <laughs> like, like he's 180 pounds. <laughs> yeah. He was like, that's, that's, it doesn't even count. So anyway, going through the process for this gastric bypass or this uh, gastric sleeve, this bariatric surgery. Because in the last couple of years, my blood pressure has been crazy buck wild. And I've been on medicine, and that shit don't work, and it's scary, right? Yeah. Like, I got to live until at least episode 200. So, yeah, the, I got do. my insurance approval. Like, any within the next month, I should be getting the surgery. So, I go all in. If I like a band, I know what the singer's favorite meal is. His you favorite. Know, I like, color of I'm all in kid so like I've watched this surgery online like I'm I'm in yeah you performed it on a couple people yourself well see it's robotic and like yeah that shit's wild like looking at the actual like the doctor with his hands in this machine he's got like it's crazy it's like a PlayStation 6 (laughs) so I stumble upon how does alcohol affect you after bariatric surgery now, I'm not going to be able to drink for probably at least three months afterwards. Okay. Stomach still healing, all that stuff. But here's the thing. So what? Are you going all in? Are you just going to get hammered a bunch of days before then? I'm thinking about doing a drunk cast. Going on a bender. I'm thinking about doing a, a huge drunk cast with this Russell's 13th. The night good. before? No, for the next podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah, going to certain lesson, guys. <laughs> I was on one last night. Um, Churchill. Was five foot six, two hundred and ten pounds. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, you know, that's anyway. pretty plump for a five five six dude. I mean, it ain't huge. I um, always thought he was tall. He lived to be ninety one years old. I love how he's portrayed in the uh, Crown. Anyway, you knock me off track. Tall, tall, you're not ninety one. Winston so, Leonard Spencer Churchill. Are you done with fuck talking about Churchill? <laughs> yeah. So th- I watched this whole thing on how alcohol works after bariatric surgery. And what what processes alcohol in your body? Your liver. Your liver. What processes fat loss in your body? Your liver. Your liver. So your my liver is going to be busy for the first six months to a year processing this fat loss. So what happens is it's like when you drink, your liver's like, okay, I know you're there, but just hold on. I got to, I'm like, take a number. I'm doing some other shit. So it just stays in your blood. <laughs> and it was like one drink's really the, like three drinks. Oh, really? The alcohol? Yeah. The alcohol, like you, oh. the, the doctor said one alcoholic drink and you'll be legally drunk just because it stay like, it's so concentrated because it's not processing through your liver. And I'm like, bet. We're going to test that theory out. Challenge. Not immediately. It's like after giving blood and then <laughs> drinking. Dying I, blood. You did that once. I have no, no normal person does that. Like you celebrate. Oh, I gave some blood. It's a cheap way to get drunk. I need, I need to give some blood. Sometimes they tell me, like, you know, a couple, you know, don't drink alcohol for a couple hours. Sometimes they're like, ah, the rest of the day. So I'm like, uh, and sometimes really they hand like your a... light as you're walking out. Yeah. Saying, <laughs> They're job, like, here you go. Chap. You need some you need some carbs, you need some sugars. Yeah. 
tell me your Winston Churchill facts there, buddy, old pal. Drink his. <laughs> Drink to uh, health. Well, I'm proud of you, Gary, for, uh, for, getting, that, for getting that bottle of Russell's Reserve. <laughs> yeah. I was like, so then, then the thought hits me. And if if I didn't get it from Uncle Mike, I don't know what I would have done because this is a like it's going that bottle's going higher than what you know our Rip Van Winkle bottles go for on secondary market Blanton's. right now. Blanton's is like what two hundred bucks, two fifty. Yeah, and I've seen Russell's Reserve thirteen go eight nine hundred dollars. Yeah, we have on some- on retail websites, not like shady Facebook groups or oh, we got shady Facebook group story coming up. Did you read it? Uh, no, uh, that's a little foreshadowing. We'll talk about it, but let's get right into it then. Um, so uh, the we'll talk about it. it's the Virginia one. Uh, okay, so Virginia. Okay, so in Ohio we had the straight from the barrel Blantons, and they had it at the state fair. You could go and and re- uh, enter a um <laughs> raffle to for a chance to purchase the bottle. And people were commenting like, hey, you know, it's illegal in the state of Ohio to require a purchase, like to require someone to spend money to enter one of these raffles, and which, you know, state fair is not free. And that's the only place you can you can do it. And they're like, oh, uh, we're going to we're going to have a regular raffle, too, <laughs> like online. Like, yeah, I'm sure that was the like they were just going to not do it till they got called out. But in Virginia, you might remember a few We've months talked about ago, the Virginia yeah, shortage. We, yep they so they were you know all the rare bourbons just disappeared because they do a similar thing as ohio i I think they do some some raffles but they yeah they're like a what's it called an acquisition state or uh yeah uh appropriate state yeah but they yes so they were saying you know these bourbons were just weren't showing up at at the liquor stores you know they they'll have they they kind of randomized it right they they were like okay you know we'll randomize we get 10 cases of whatever We'll randomize it at, at 10 liquor stores across the state. So uh, um, a Virginia, former Virginia ABC employee, which is ABC is a state liquor. Uh, Alcohol agency. beverage control. Yes. Employee and another man were charged with allegedly selling internal information on rare spirits to, to bourbon enthusiasts. So here's what they were doing, Gary. They were involved it, in it. these it's, it's Facebook amazing. groups that Facebook has like shut down. So they have all these like code. It'll be like ABC one, two, three. Like it's like code for whatever. And I don't even know what the the groups are. And I'm like, yeah, your friends in this group, you, and it's a bourbon group because they're not legal. But uh, the guy prevalent was charged with a felony embezzlement and computer trespassing. Uh, Prosecutors told, the Richmond Times dispatch that uh, the person would charge would provide another person with the list who in turn would provide their information to online subscribers for $300. So basically what they were doing was they had a list of where all these rare bourbons were going to go. And then the people would go there and they'd be like, Oh, I know, I know y'all got some of that, uh, you know, Russell's reserve 13 in the back. Cause I mean, how do you know that we, we haven't got it yet. And they're like, yeah, well, so what if the shipment it. was late? Right, let's just yeah. say the truck's running late, and the guy's like, "Oh, I know you got some." Like, we don't even know we got that. And then gets yeah. up like, "Well, here, how did you know?" Um, well, about that. Yeah. So people were complaining. Would you pay three hundred bucks for a list, knowing where it's going? 
Uh, I mean, if I was really into that, I'm like, I've never been into even like the bourbons. I'm like, I feel like a lot of the bourbons that I've tried. I mean, I'm not so far deep into into trying bourbon that I'm like, I've tried everything I need to like get these rare ones or these one offs. Like, it's like a it's like Pokemon card collecting for people. Like, I'm like, I got to get the 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 common ones first. Yeah. Before I even worry about getting all the and other we've ones. tried like, some oh. great bourbon and some yeah. bourbon as well. And sometimes the best ones are the stuff that's like mass produced, like Old Forester 86. Old Forester. I enjoy my cheap $11 bottle of Heaven Hill White Label that, like, I drink that Old Granddad, um, Larceny. Um, and I'm also into like some of the craft, like smaller producers too, like the Chattanooga whiskey. I really like. You, have you paid attention? And this is not on our list. So, and we've t- we Dave and I've talked off the podcast about this. But what Neely's family like? They're going through some shit. Like, oh big really? Ups. Big ups. Yeah, like, like good good things. Like or good not? stuff. Yeah. Oh well, we got to get there before they uh they get before they, before they big time us. <laughs> yeah. You know, my mom went there. It's like a small. It's a really small place, right? Like. They just opened another location oh, they they, in oh. uh, Powell County, right here. Oh, by you? Yeah. There's a brewery. So have you have you investigated the brewery that's that's by you yet? It's it moves. It's been in like two different spots. Oh, it's a traveling brewery. Yeah, it was like so. It was at this old bar, and then I was at the gym. And I put it at the gym. And it was like Across Sterling the Microbrewery right here, and I was like, "Bitch, y'all was here last week. What's going it's on? Called we got Sterling go. Microbrewery. Yeah. Well, yeah. Before they move again." Yeah, they're gonna be at the Walmart next week. I didn't. Uh, I, I should have went and just tried some, but I'm not the. You guys don't care what I think about beer. Sterling, I do feel like I'm beer. I'm gaining a little knowledge on seltzers, and I, if if I hadn't been seltzer shamed, Uncle Mike, um, I was going to try the new sours by Bud Light. Yeah, and I still still may try them, but tonight, guys, I'm excited. Uh, this portion of the podcast brought to you by Audible. That's right. Your favorite audio books. David listened to seven on his uh, during his triathlon training. Yes. Uh, I'm listening to you listen right now, Gary. Is there any waterproof shit like when you're swimming? No. So you can't listen to, you can't wear headphones during any part of a triathlon. Why? I don't know. It's a USA triathlon. Oh, you went to like um, a sanctioned event? What kind of fucking nerd are you? The most of the ones that actually are like, you know, there's not too many like un unsanctioned triathlon. There are not a lot of triathlons in general. A lot of the ones that are not part of the um like the bigger overarching it's like a sanctioning body, they um they're like in a pool. Like you might get it like a in a pool, like a rec center, I'll do a triathlon, but like I want to do the real thing. But the um, the book I'm listening to right now, Gary, is called Girly Drinks, and I'm really enjoying it. It's like talks about like the history of women in alcohol, um, and and the alcohol industry. Wasn't that, Peyton like, Manning's master distiller a woman? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, she was like the the master distiller from, like the first master distiller in Tennessee or Kentucky history. She was in um, in the bourbon documentary we always used to talk about. Yeah, what's her name? Um, Anita. Marianne Eves. Anita Sweetman's Drake. Cove is the Peyton Manning bourbon. 
So, um, but yeah, it's a, I highly recommend it. I, I'm it's on available on audible, get audible trial.com or slash beards and beards. Also, if you feel so inclined, you can support us directly by clicking the link in the, in the show notes to get beers and beards. Plus what's that get you? We don't know yet. Nobody's tried it out. Ad free listening, ad free listening. As Except you, for the ads that we talk about. In, yeah, except in for the, these ads, uh, which I edited them out and put them up. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> it, they'll be bonus. Like you'll have our love, and we'll, we'll figure out. Like we'll, we'll for for five dollars a month, we'll give you a list of where the, the bourbons we get are at. Yes, <laughs> no, it's no Virginia ABC. List, Kroger, but. Mount Sterling, Kroger. Dude, they love me in there. Yeah, are you like the? Uh, it's like your Cheers. The woman knows me now. Drink there. <laughs> huh? It's like your cheers, except you can't drink yeah. there. And I'm like, hey, uh, y'all got anything? They're like, no. Same old stuff. Because I wanted to buy Harden's Creek this week, and they had a bunch last week, and it, it was gone. And she said, yeah. you know, she said, we don't know if it, like, we sold it, but, you know, we had, like, four bottles. So, but, so they have their bourbon display, right? And Russell's Reserve is always on there now. Yeah, used to be Angels Envy. Now it's Russell's Reserve. You they think had, it's because uh, people are looking for like the thirteen, and they like accidentally buy the ten. Just like, oh yeah, Russell's Reserve. No, I think it's. I think the the way it's explained to me, it's like the more you sell of other drinks, the more you get of the select bourbons, right? So, mm-hmm. like, obviously, it's a uh, they're either selling a bunch or they're trying to get rid of a bunch. Uh, so it's Russell's Angel's Envy was there forever. Turned out I liked Angel's Envy, but I'm kind of weary of like the, and I shouldn't be, there's no reason to be, of like the heavily marketed bourbon, right? Like yeah. you're trying too hard. But Kroger has no saying it. They just put what's on there. But this week they had Jim Bean Black, one of my faves. Mm-hmm. They had two shelves of Russell's Reserve. And then they had like four bottles of, of this week's selection, Puncher's Chance. Now, you've yes. seen this. Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It's 90 proof. Let me read you the description here. Puncher's Chance is Kentucky Straight Bourbon inspired by two great American traditions. Whiskey Punching. and fighting. Um, and whiskey and fighting for distance? what we believe in. This bourbon is made with heart and honor for those who know how far they've come. For those <laughs> who started early, stayed up late, day after day. Year after year, for those who have the courage and strength to do what others won't. Now, in a very combat sports esque, there's yeah. a. Uh, it has a cool bottle. It's black. Um, the bottle's black. Like I was like, yeah. So it's co partially owned by Bruce Buffer, right? Or yeah. I don't know if he's the owner or I feel investor like or what. There's a if you go on um, Instagram, there's a video where he totally fakes taking a sip. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, he said my new. Yeah, he. Uh, it was released in September 2020, and he's a partner in the, in it. And it's funny because Bruce Buffer is the ring announcer for the UFC, but their Puncher's Chance is a huge supporter of PFL Professional Fighters League. Yeah, because Haller's Head is because that's UFC. a much cheaper uh, organization to support. So yeah, I saw them all over the the. I happened to be watching like a PFL show. I saw them all over it. 
Um, but they they launched in 2020, Gary. I saw um, okay. amid the amid the uh, the pandemic, um, and it's a the person who owns it like came from a um, it's owned by a company called Wolf Spirit. But I think one of the owners had been uh, at Camp Campari, Umberto. Humberto Brennis. Do you know who Humberto Brennis is? Yeah. Wasn't he on uh, The Contender? Humberto Brennis was uh, is a poker player. Wait, who is the Brennis? There was a guy, Brennis, that was on. Remember the Oscar de la Hoya? Yeah. I do remember Humberto Brennis now that you mentioned him. Oh, I missed the poker boom. Chomp, chomp. That's what he did. He had a little shark. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch poker on TV yeah. when it was like big? Oh, dude, I played so much Texas Hold'em. I did. The time Chris Moneymaker online. won that. We won probably the played online against each other and didn't even know. Party poker? Yeah. No, I did. Yeah, I did party poker. <clears throat> look how I, mean, light. I did. I did full tilt a little bit. It does look like a light. It's very light. 90 proof. Age five to six years. Okay. So not bad. But it does say the company was founded in 2017. So. That have been. They might, are they? Do they source their mm, bourbon? Probably. It's got a the nose. I'm rusty on this, David. Yeah, I've been, I've been seltzering it up. It doesn't smell like pineapple <laughs> or margarita here. <laughs> yeah, what's your what's your margarita? Your uh, seltzer nose, dude. It's super light. Um, I do get a little oak, so I can tell there's a little age to it. It. I mean, it's real soft. Yeah. This this is Puncher's Chance, 90 proof. Retail was 28 bucks. Bought two bottles of bourbon this week. But I won't be able to drink for a while, so let's see how let's see how this goes down, David. Oh God. That's got a Kentucky hug on it. Ooh. Kick to it. That's got a sweet finish, bro. I'm, yeah. Does it say this on the bottle? It, sa- it says 75% corn, 13% rye, and 12% barley on their website. I don't know if it mm. says that on the bottle. But yeah, it says a blend of five and six year bourbons. It's, um, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Oh, shit, my camera keeps turning off. Let's, let's cleanse the palate here a little bit. Ooh, makes that water taste good. I'm not going to... This is interesting. 90 proof, so it's, it shouldn't be that hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And especially if it's five to, five to six years, so it's not like a... It's not super young. <laughs> yeah, swish it around. It's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. That's a it's one of those where, yeah, does it make you want to fight someone after like four or five of them? It's got this finish, man. It, you know, the finish is really good, but the palate's mediocre. So I don't know how you reconcile that. Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. Like a, 
It's like they had us, you had us in the first half, <laughs> and then we came back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, I feel like a lot of the ones that um, that are like newer brands that that you've tried have have been like not great. Um, it seems like a lot of people are just you know buying whatever you know barrels they can get their hands on and just releasing it to the public, whereas. Before there was a, you know, there's only a handful of master distillers, and it's like, if something sucks, you're not gonna. It's not doesn't even make it to the. To I'm the gonna consumer. say that's that's unique enough to where that's that's worth. That's a different kind of taste. I don't know how to explain it. I don't, I don't know how. I think you would like it. <laughs> it's worth the twenty nine bucks. It's worth it. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's worth it. I mean, it, it's probably more of a twenty dollar bottle. Yeah, I, I think $20 bottles are $30 bottles now, though, with inflation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Um, yeah, man, I like that. Puncher's Chance, give it, if you see it out, give it a little shot. You want to try something new? It does have a just a a sweet aftertaste. And get, You like the aftertaste, right? Like you like the It's finish? the best part of yeah. it, yeah. Okay. It's, the, it's like, I just burped, and it was, it's like, that's good. <laughs> And I can tell it'll get you drunk. Yeah. You know what I'd like burping up, Gary, this time of year? I could say so many dirty things right now, but I'm not going to. Oktoberfest beers. And you've not had any? Not yet. Well, no, I had one uh, the other day, but um, it is Oktoberfest season. Rivalry Brews has their Oktoberfest beers available now to ship directly to your door. Not my at door. Rivalrybrews.com. Code MMA McKinney for 10% off your order. Um, they've also got some great boxes. They've got some non-Octoberfest beers. If you use the thing. code, let us know. Show us yeah. your show us what you picked. Show us your receipt. Show us your address. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and invite us over for a beer. Yeah, and we, yeah, send. Yeah, we'll drink one of your beers. We'll take the. We'll do the beer tax. Yeah. Oh, you use but, our code. Whoop! That one's mine. <laughs> That's mine. Yeah. If it's a sour, I'm gonna take. Um, I'm not drinking a in Oktoberfest tonight. Maybe in the next couple of weeks we'll get into the Oktoberfest. Uh but tonight I'm drinking a beer from one of my favorite local bre- local breweries, underrated place. Um I went there last week for their anniversary and came home with a crowler and I was like, "Oh, that crowler's still in my fridge. I better drink it." So, Mr. that's what we're drinking Crowley. on the show tonight. Um, I'm actually drinking it's a Irish red ale with honey. It's a brewery from a brewery called Fibonacci. Fibonacci, Fibonacci sequence. Uh, they just had their seven-year anniversary, uh, and this is a an Irish red ale, five point six percent alcohol, uh, called the Noid. Um, I don't know if it's like one of their core beers, um, but I, they they always have it every time I'm there, so I'm assuming it's one of their core beers. But uh, yeah, it's as you can see, not crazy red, like almost more like an amber color, um, a little lighter. Um, you can definitely smell the honey. Um, and they actually have like, so they're like a, an urban farming type brewery. They have honey bees on their property. I don't know if they use all the honey for this beer yeah. or if um, I'm assuming some of it probably goes into their beer, um, but local, local honey. And you definitely so- get some sweetness. Like you get the multi, multi character. Um, not hoppy at all. So I would like it. Nice, sweet backbone, sweet, you know, sweeter beer. 
Um, but not like too sweet to where it's like, oh god, this is terrible. You can still tell that you can still tell that it's a beer. Um, really enjoyable beer. Um, I love Fibonacci. Like I said, any I go there at least once a year for their anniversary. I thought um, you say at least once a week. No, it's a little. It's like kind of like it's out of the way of where I live in the city. Um, you do not live in the city. I live in the, in the city of Cincinnati, <laughs> within the city limits. Like you think downtown is is the city, which it is, but I also that, live in the city. You don't also live in the city. They're in Mount Healthy, so um, a little the name north, of the place is northwest. Mount Healthy. Mount Healthy. It's a healthy mountain. <laughs> but I so I'm going this week. Maybe um, I'm doing a special podcast, a collaboration podcast with. Diana Keller, who is releasing a book, and we're did we talk do, to her? Uh, I don't know, but she's releasing a book. Her husband is actually the brewer at Fibonacci, Sam Keller. So we're going to talk about uh, Fibonacci. We're going to talk about her book. Her book on uh, Twitter or on Instagram. Yeah. Maybe that's wrong. Her book is called uh, "Stop Talking About the Weather," and we're going to do a mashup podcast. Um, sometime either this week or, or in the next couple of weeks. So be on the lookout for that. Um, the, 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 uh, stop talking about the weather at Fibonacci brewing. So yeah, I'm going back to Fibonacci. They're always, they, it's a really cool place. They, they do the good, they do like this fun mix of like, you know what the Fibonacci sequence is. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 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 I don't want to explain to you. No, Are you go mansplain me. No, I don't want to mansplain to you. So if you don't know what a Fibonacci sequence is for some of our listeners, it's basically just like a, you know, two numbers and then each number is the product of the previous two numbers. It's like the first two numbers are either zero and one or one and one. And apparently Fibonacci sequences show up in nature all the time. And the one of the owners, the husband, is really into math. He's a big math nerd in like computer science. And then his wife is really into like urban farming and, you know, being like uh, a sustainable. So they met, they marry that like sciency aspect with like the urban farming sustainability and fresh ingredients and come out with Fibonacci brewing. And it's a really cool mix up mashup. Um, they have an Airbnb on their property. So if you ever need a place to stay in Cincinnati, Gary, wouldn't you? Come up here. You can stay with next to the goats they have on their property and chickens. We were going to do that in Asheville. Bees in the bees in the back. I like it. So I appreciate yeah. that. I'll be I'll be forward looking forward to not listening to that podcast, <laughs> but supporting you because that's what friends do, David. I support you. You can at least download it so I get the stats. I do. I do have it on my. Yeah. Um. It it, it does automatically download. It's always funny when we see someone. It's like, oh, you got like within like five seconds, a hundred and how many ever new data, and someone just downloads all of. (laughs) Yeah, that's. I I think that's what's going on. I think that's. Which I appreciate that. So, it's that time of year, Gary. We do. We this is our third year in a row. We've done this. Yes, this is like our. Like we we talk about this every. We enjoy this. I like this. Yeah, the Goose Island, twenty twenty two lineup of coveted bourbon county brand stouts and this year i was a little underwhelmed i'm not gonna lie um but they say uh that it's a 30 year anniversary 
which is funny because there's n- absolutely no record of them first producing it in 1992. The All first right. record that the first year that they actually produced it was 1990, either five or 1996. But anyway, it's the th- 30 year anniversary um, of it. Uh, and yeah, so the uh, Bourbon uh, Goose Island, which is now owned by Anheuser Busch, but they still continue to release the the Bourbon County brand stout. It's, it's honestly. In terms of like beer releases in the industry, it still is the biggest beer release, like special beer release every year. Like there's nothing that's bigger than this. Right. It's huge. Happens on Black Friday every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they announce it with the uh, bottles uh, are cool this year. Yeah, the bottles are always cool. They have like, you know, the 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 engraved glass bottle. Um, and then just the the top of it has the little like uh, the the label with the flag, kind of like a flag on it. Um, but they, I do like that. Um, there's seven different um, variations this year. The big one, um, of course, is the return. People that people are seem to be the most excited about is the return of the coffee, um, uh, the coffee one. Um, but we'll we'll go through these real quick. And um, so, of course. The, this is fun because it, it marries like my love beer with your love of bourbon. And we, so we talk about it every year and there's the coffee first one is and you like that shit. Goose Island, the original bourbon County brand stout. It says it was blended with uh, heaven uh, barrels from heaven Hill Four roses, wild Turkey and Buffalo trace. So, I mean, you got the, you know, probably the four biggest distillery bourbon distilleries out there. Um, the second one is a two year barley wine reserve. Um, this is a, it says, um, uh, three sets shit. of old Fitzgerald bottom bond decanter series. Yeah. This one seems cool, uh, to highlight the distinct characteristics of barley wine aged in 14, 16 and 17 year old barrels of amazing bourbon pedigree. Um, this one's 17% alcohol. The first, the first mm. one's 14.4. This one's 17%. So this one is like, grab a friend. Yeah. Uh, this <laughs> The next one is the 30th anniversary reserve. So this look at one, that lineup. Look at that picture in the lineup. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, nobody can see it. But. This one is a, a a collaboration with with Booker No, which is uh, Jim Beam, right? Yeah, yeah. So they specifically um, picked Jim Beam barrels from their small batch bourbon collection, which I think is cool, right? They've got um, Jim Beam has Basil Hayden, Booker's, Baker's, and Knob Creek. Um, and so it's, it's barrels specifically from that, which is, is a really cool concept. Um, they've always got like a, they always do like a, 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 a kind of a one that's like, this one seems interesting. Uh, the next one is a biscotti stout. Um, this actually came from their, their HR department, people manager, Jill Cerrone thought of the idea of biscotti. Um, I'm not a big biscotti fan. But uh, those are cookies, right? Yeah, flavors of anise, marzipan, cocoa, and buttered toffee. Um, the fuck is anise? Anise is like black licorice flavor. That's gross. Yeah, so that's like what uh, biscotti tastes like. And you dip biscotti in what, Gary? Milk, coffee. Oh, a lot. I mean, that's what most people do. So the next one is the coffee. The coffee stout, um, the first coffee uh, variant since 2017. And coffee and dark beer just goes so well together. 
um, they at least pick a, a local Chicago coffee roasting company to partner with Intelligentsia. Intelligentsia. Um, Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Burundi Source Coffee. Yes. Burundi. Turwami, uh, which translates to together. Good this is the one that I probably would would seek out out of most of them. Yeah, I love coffee. Sure. Um, it it's also like, probably be. I love those dark beers find. like that. Yeah, and you guys know I shit on beer all the time. Like I ain't. But looking at this and it, just looking at the like that's an experience. That's how much is a bottle of that you think? The uh, some so the original is usually like between like 12 and 14 bucks and they go all the way up to like 40 dollars a bottle for these like retail. i feel like that coffee one's gonna be gonna be yeah. over 20 um and and some of the like the 30th anniversary that'll probably be the most expensive one i haven't seen the pricing released yet usually you get the pricing in like a, a, a month or so before um the the last two uh this one is sir isaac stout um this is a fig cookie inspired one um, inspired. Yeah. Fig cookie and graham cracker. I'll say this right now. This is the one that you'll be able to find on shelves <laughs> until probably next July. Yeah. Um, this seems like <laughs> of the seven, this is like the, the least um, this will be the least sought after other than maybe like the, the other original one. And then the last one is the proprietor stout. This one is, Usually, like that's a only throwaway. the proprietors or the, yeah. the other one, the other one, the proprietors. The proprietors is is unique because it's only available in Chicago. Um, typically, um, I don't know if they still still do that or not, but it contains um, banana, coconut, lime, and pineapple. Yeah, the latter flavor, which is pineapple, is a new one for Bourbon County. Yeah. This is the f- first batch of Bourbon County stats came out in 1992. Yeah, which is just not like they they say that, but there's no Evidence. record of of them actually releasing the beer. In like we could make this podcast episode a thousand and seven. Yeah, and just be like, well, they took them offline. I don't want to tell you. Yeah, although I don't know where they are. Yeah, you know, like those MMA know. companies that jump from we, which we know a few of them. Yeah, that that re- be like on their. 30th event and the next one's like 82 the numbering of events for mma is like it's like a such a unique to mma right like i missed i miss i mean super bowl like they do like super bowl but like you miss what Let, i miss the days of naming the events oh i was looking at that today uh because that, it's like the anniversary of Vengeance. anderson silva and uh um uh, redemption uh Forrest Griffin annihilation so that so UFC 101 which where which is where Anderson Silva just absolutely embarrassed Forrest Griffin and I will say this is like you know that was like UFC Spike 101 TV. that was on yeah. Spike TV right no it was uh I th- what was no it, it was, was on Anderson Griffin declaration Forrest, Anderson Silva Forrest Griffin was free on TV and it they no, it's pay per view. James no. Ir- Anderson Silva, James Irvin was on free TV. Was that the counter programming of Affliction? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And he, yeah, they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to have him fight James Irvin. They're like, James Irvin? What? Like, 
he was the champ. He was the UFC 205 champion at the time. He knocked him out in like a minute. UFC Fight Night 14. That was in 2008. Watch and that. then Anderson Silva had back to back like kind of boring fights against Patrick Cote and Talos Latis. Yeah, one of those. And they were like, Dobby, right? Yeah, no, no, that was Damian Maya. Oh yeah, because Dana White was like, yeah, we're gonna get someone that's gonna come forward and like you know, fight Anderson Silva and make him have an exciting fight. So Anderson knocked, you know, made Forrest Griffin look silly and then came right back out and against Damian Maya and did the same, the same stuff like that. He's like, why would I go to the ground against Damian Maya? Like he's maybe the, the best grappler to ever. You remember Forrest Griffin was so frustrated when he lost. He just ran like literally ran. Yeah. Ran cage. to the back. I would do the same thing. If I, I remember being so convinced that Forrest Griffin was going to beat Anderson Silva. Have you met Forrest Griffin? Yeah. One of the coolest dudes I've ever met. He is very cool. So I'm, I'm he's like backstage. a normal dude that became a fighter, like a UFC champion, actually. I'm backstage at uh, Fight for the Troops. And it's huge. The backstage is huge. Like it wasn't. Like your yeah, typical it was backstage. At a, it was at a, uh, a Fort military uh, base. Yeah. We're in a hangar, but yeah. like the locker rooms were not in the venue. They were in like trailers out back. So they had this whole back end of the building. There was nothing there. And I'm, I think I'm, I like went to the bathroom and I come back and there's just like big pockets of just emptiness. And I look over and Chuck Liddell and Forrest Griffin are just sitting in a seat, just like bullshit and talking. Yeah. And I'm not that guy, right? And I walk by like, hey, man, how you doing? I was like, man, I'm good. Are y'all good? Like, yeah, man, we're just taking a break, sitting back here. <laughs> I was like, I, and I told him, I said, I never realized these events were so long. We started at 2 p.m. that day. Yeah. The first fight was at 2 p.m. And you went live on, like, because that was a fight for the troops. So it was on Spike TV. Yeah. So you probably went live at, like, 8. Mm-hmm. And... I remember the fights were going so quick. It was 45 minutes in between the co-main and the main. Yeah. And they tell, they'll announce like uh, Bruce Burr's like, do what you got to do. And so I'm like, yeah. And I sat next to Bruce Buffer. Like that was one, really one of the coolest experiences of my life. You had to wear a suit. I didn't remember seeing you on TV. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny when you do things like that. I don't, I don't know if you were ever captured live on TV like that, but I was at, when I watched, um, I went to Fairfax for a uh, UFC on Versus. Yeah, or was it Versus? I'm Maybe sure it was, it was UFC on Fox yeah. Sports One. Whatever it was, it was a Tuesday night. <laughs> right. Um, there was and like, like yeah, in like six Northern media Virginia. Members. Yeah. yeah, there was like six media members. We were at George Mason University, mm-hmm. and. I remember sitting there and all of a sudden started getting texts and they're like, we see you. I'm like, what? And like <laughs> on TV. Yeah. It's like when it went to a certain part of the cage there, it was literally just me. It was me and a Korean news outlet next to me. Cause Korean zombie. Exactly. And then right. next to me, one of the most well-known John boxing. Morgan. No, one of the most well-known boxing. Sergio non. Right. Sergio non was there. He's was from he? Virginia. Yeah. He lived, he lived in Fairfax. He's good, dude. He did a. Um, he disappeared, sorry, right? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you my Sergio non story in a, in a second, but yeah. So it was Dan Raphael. Oh yeah, from ESPN. He and so, he hated MMA. Yeah, and so or I'm I'm assuming he still does. 
no, he was like, he was like, he started asking me questions. And then in his article, he mentioned me. Really? Yeah. So, uh, which I thought was cool, but that was the first event in like of many, 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 many events that Dana White wasn't there. Yeah. Well, that was, so he's, he was having a yeah. Meniere's disease. Is that what it is? Uh, Whatever yeah, it is yeah, with his ear. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that was the, f- so that was like back in the day when ESPN was like begrudgingly covering yeah. MMA. Like they were, and it like, wasn't like ESPN. It was ESPN.com. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had Dan Raphael and they had Franklin McNeil. Remember him? The black he dude. Had, yeah. He had no idea what he was talking about. And they put him on MMA live when they started doing that show with John Anik. Um, but my Sergio non-story. So I, my like, t- uh, which maybe we should tell like MMA story every week. People yeah. love when we talk about the the old war stories of MMA. the old the old us. But yeah. uh, my Sergio, maybe I'll save this for. I'll tell. Hold it. on. How did you know who Sergio Non was to start with? So I knew because I worked for an organization called Shine Fights. Right. I was an intern. Never took a dollar from them, and I I you know went to their event their first event in Columbus. And that was like how I really got started covering like MMA. I co- I covered MMA for U Weekly, the local like, you know, basically National Enquirer of Ohio State. And they were like, "Hey, we know you like MMA. This MMA organization approached us and like want us to cover this event. Do you want to cover this event?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then they were like, "Oh, do you want?" When I went to the event, um, the first event I ever sat cage side live. Brian Rogers was the first fight, um, but then. Or, you know the people approached me afterwards and like, hey, we're looking for some interns, <laughs> aka free, uh, free you know, free labor, and that's how I got in- involved in like the public relations side. But then, so I, you know, they did their second event, worked with them. It was in Miami, and then their third event was supposed to be Ricardo Mayorga against Dean Thomas, and so I did, you know, all this research for you know boxing you know, media and, you know, people to reach out to, to like do stories on. Yeah. Come cover boxing, this event. Yeah. Boxing versus MMA or even just to, to do stories like leading up to it. And that's how I knew who Sergio Nan was. And he was the U S he was the uh, USA today mm-hmm. boxing and then got into MMA um, even before like the MMA junkie days when they bought um, USA today oh. bought you MMA junkie. Yeah, and prior then, to that. Yeah. He didn't so last he, long after that happened. Yeah, so so I, I reached out to him and he was like, "Oh yeah," he's like, "I've been trying to get a, a Ricardo Mayorga interview forever," and Ricardo like didn't show up for the interview that I set up for him. So, so he was the the worst person to Ricardo. Well, hopefully he's not listening because I might get. Um, do 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 they get this in Nicaragua? Yeah, <laughs> do we have a lot of listeners in Nicaragua? But uh, he was the worst person. And he had just had such a terrible like attitude one Dean thing Thomas that would have would have just taken him down and submitted him in like 30 seconds which would have been hilarious but one thing that i always wanted to recreate that he did and i never knew the technology or any of that like this is i'm still on blogger right yeah is for the for the events that i didn't want to order he would do live play-by-play i'm talking yeah. about like twitter you'd go on the website and he's typing and so and then 
he would turn on the chat in between the fights. So you could talk to him. So I had conversations with him in the chat room. Oh, uh, okay, cool. You know, and he would respond, you know, whatever. And then he would turn it off when the fight started. And then you'd go from oh, there. That's and cool. So I got to where, like, he would know me. He remembered my name. And, like, so when I saw him, I was like, hey, man. I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm GW Thomas. He's like, yes. He's like, I, and so he, like, we had a little, a little moment. And then he went. Yeah. He had a really cool ponytail, too. He did. He did. <laughs> so. Oh, those but, are the good old days. The war stories. People, like, I, people, that's the, I, I've said this before on the show. The mentioned to me about the podcast is they want us to talk more about MMA. Those are, these are, like, the stories I think we can tell. Like, we both have, like, tons of stories like this. So, maybe, mm-hmm. like, every couple of weeks we'll tell it an old yeah, school. Let us know. Do you story. like our old, yeah. our... Because Dave is still in the scene. I I can tell you about the first time I met Juan. Tell you about the first time I met Juan too. Yeah. So we'll maybe we'll we'll do that on his we'll do that on his birthday. Yeah. We'll have him come on. Yeah. Juan, um, but yeah. if you don't know our friend Juan Valley, he won his state representative primary. Yeah. And then immediately dropped out. <laughs> That's the most Juan thing ever. He's retiring. Yeah. Got a hundred percent of the vote. Got, he did get a hundred percent of the vote. Yeah. And then just like, I don't know. And I told him, and I'll tell everybody this. I'll tell you this. Politics is not for good people. Good yeah. people don't get into politics. That's why I'm not saying it's bad people in politics. I'm just saying good people. Even the people who seem like politics. good people. Yeah. Yeah. So but, yeah. with that being said, I'm running for. <laughs> You're running for county recorder. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> there's some stuff like even still i feel like i am in terms of like just like following politics very plugged in of like okay who i know who my state representative is i know who my state senator is i know all these things they had something called um because they were to, to vote last week it was called uh you take a test to vote state co- co- select committee and i was like i never heard of this this has, I don't even know what this is. State Select Committee. But you had to vote for State Select Committee Man and State Select Committee Woman. Ooh. I was like, I never heard of this. Who'd you go for? I don't know what it is. Uh, we, did, uh, we only had one person. Oh. Um, it's like around here, it's like constable. Yeah, constable. It's an elected position, but it doesn't mean anything. You know? <laughs> who, do, who do you want to be the state Mountie? Uh yeah, yeah. state here, select the, committee. The president was Ohio. here today. Wait, is that um, what it's called? It, Senate Standing Committee. Standing Committee. I don't know what it. I don't know. I honestly I'll have to look it up before the November election. I don't want to. I don't want to come off. I don't want to. I don't want to sound bad. But I am so disconnected with politics. Like I. Everybody has their own political theories, philosophies, mm-hmm. and all that. If I if they were to ask me, I'm probably libertarian. Do whatever you want to do. I don't care as long as you don't have as long as you don't tell me what to do. Do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but I honestly get ninety nine percent of my political news through memes. Yeah, it may, so or TikTok, yeah. and both of those are like I I don't take either one of those seriously. So I had like a, um, and you and I, I feel are 
are pretty on different sides of the aisle when it comes to politics. But I, yeah. I can respect what you think. And you, I think you can respect what I think because at the end of the day, who gives a fuck? So I feel like the, did you follow any like the John Stewart veteran? Like, did you follow any of that? Like, no, um, no. Well, anyway, the, the whole like John Stewart thing and, and even Stephen Colbert to a certain extent, uh, his show, like, I feel like that, like when that part of our society, like we need like something like whether it's good, bad and different for people to call out like the, like, hey, we need to make, like, jokes about this. Like, I feel like things are so serious now that, like, it's life and death. And, like, those people that were doing those shows probably were like, hey, this isn't worth it to, like, you know, be even, like, because, A, you get a lot of, like, you know, satire. Like, satire does not work on Twitter, does not work on, like, microblogging websites. But there's there's subtle nuances of, of things like that that, I think we're we have like a big void in our society because you've still got like people like Trevor Noah and people who try to do yeah. stuff like that. But even Trevor Noah is like he's you know from an outsider standpoint he's he's like good at pointing out like this is like no other country is like this. Like you mm-hmm. know he's good at pointing out like as a as an immigrant who came to this country from you know born in South Africa like this is this is crazy. Like I thought Africa born was crazy. And then, you know, I come to America and it's like, this is the real, you know, crazy, <laughs> crazy to place. The, welcome to the nut house, baby. Yeah. But the, like, and I feel like the, that and like comedy in general is becoming, and, and you, you and I are both big, b- really big fans of comedy. Oh yeah. And it's, it's getting Guess really difficult to, to joke. And I'm, I'm going to invite you and Angie things. right now. Okay. You don't have to say yes. Carrot up. Miss Pat. I don't know who that is. What? Miss Pat yeah. got her titty shot off? <laughs> Dude, she's got one of the, most, the funniest sad book I've ever listened to. Yeah. You, don't you, know who I, you know who I would go see who? with you? Earthquake. Dude, <laughs> I am Earthquake. <laughs> You're Gary, like, Gary Quake. Uh, Miss Pat had her first kid. Like, your next book, Get Rabbit. Yeah. Okay. That's her nickname is Rabbit, and it's about her. It's her life story. All right, I'll put it. It is so extremely sad, but funny. Like she got pregnant when she was fourteen. You know, uh, she sold drugs. She legit got her nipple shot off. Like, and that was like the the story that kicked off a lot. Like she told Joe Rogan that story, and Bert and everybody, and they're like, "What the (laughs) hell?" And she's like, "Yeah." And so, did you did you watch The Cabin with Burt Kreischer? Yeah. She's in the episode with uh, uh, the chick oh, from... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, it was um, so awkward because she's like, I don't know you. I've never seen that show. From, yeah, she's uh, with... Uh, um, who was she Kaylee with? Kaylee Cuoco. Yeah, Kaylee Cuoco. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, I've never seen that show. <laughs> the best ones were... Um, the the ones that I thought like uh uh Bobby Lee he Bobby was, Lee so was good. hilarious. Um the first one was um Tom Segura. Tom Segura and who like that one was just like, hey, like I'm just like have my friends on this. Yeah. And then um the other ones where it's like he kinda knew the people. Um Caitlyn Jenner was on one. Dude, the conversation with Bert's dad and Caitlyn Jenner yeah. was priceless. Like that was, was so like good. yeah. I was like, wow. 
I, I, I'm going to give a podcast recommendation here. Mm-hmm. The Burtcast with Mike Birbiglia from, I think it was from last week. Yeah. So good. Like Abby just listened to, um, to the Burtcast with, uh, John Christ. Okay. The, Mike Birbiglia is like maybe my favorite comedian. Like if I had it, if you ask me. He is a long con. Yes. Storyteller. Like, yeah. Re- like, there's parts where you're like, what the, where the fuck's he going with this? <laughs> but if you ask me my favorite comedian, I would probably say Mike Birbiglia. Yeah. Joey Diaz still for me, for sure. Yeah. I like Mike Birbiglia is good at, like, he's very good at, like, irony. Very good at just, yeah, the, he just, like, grips you. It's not, like, necessarily, like, and, laugh and most out of loud funny for every single second. Like, yeah. it's true stories. Yeah. Like, he, he, he did the one man show, like, sleep, uh, was it? Sleepwalk, Sleepwalk with, me. with me, yeah, yeah, and then turned it into a movie, which is yeah. really good. Like that's he legit, like yeah, that happened. He yeah. he uh, slept walked out of a slept sleepwalked slept walked mm-hmm. out of a second story window at a La Quinta Inn in Walla Walla, Washington. That's like his version of the machine, right? Like yeah, he he's, <laughs> he doesn't tell it every single night, but he's like, that's my my version of the machine. Like that's you know, yeah. and he said like I started but anyway. It, Did you ever listen to the Bob and Tom to show? But it, I, I've listened to it, and he, so he started doing radio on the Bob and Tom show. He'd have a, uh, he did like a weekly, yeah. And they were like, "Here, go, go to all these places that like the Bob and Tom show is huge." And Cincinnati was one of those places, so he would come and do like, you know, local whatever local shows and stuff like that. So he's coming to Cincinnati. Tom- Mike Birbiglia yeah. is coming to Cincinnati in November, so I want to. I want to go. I've seen him live a couple times. Have you really? But yeah, I saw him uh, in Cleveland. I saw his his him like the the working out version of his new show. It's called well his show that it's called the new one that he turned into a Broadway show and then a Netflix you know special and then a book. And when I saw it. <laughs> I was so drunk that I didn't remember any of the jokes. So I like got to fully experience yeah, it again. I saw, I did that with Theo Vaughn. I saw him work out his special yeah. like three years before it came out. Oh, really? And then he you still get all same. of them. So it's, yeah. No, I remembered them. And I was like, because when we started talking, I was like, man, I know this joke. I was like, I've heard this one too. I was like, oh shit, this is the same show yeah. that I saw. But anyway, listen, if you've made it this far, we love you. One last thing. It's a sad day in the world. At 73 yeah. years old, Olivia Newton-John passed away. <sighs> Famous for Grease. Grease lightning. Um, and that's it. And that's it. I mean, she she had some <laughs> records. So this week we've uh we've picked a couple Olivia Newton-John songs to put on our playlist. We're going we're going to I did not small. pick an Olivia Newton-John song. What? I picked a different one. But also a girl power song. So, uh, I picked uh, probably her most famous one. Uh, her and John yeah. Travolta. Oh, do I need to tell you my song? Yeah. So you can play it. Yeah. Uh, makes me want to go watch this movie. Could you make Grease now? What would what Grease look like now? They like remade it not, not too long ago, right? All right, you going to put your song in? Yeah. That's her right there. Sandy, baby. Right? Yeah, Sandy. 
So yeah. Seventy three. Do you say gone too soon? Gone too soon. Uh, he lived to be at least one twenty. I don't know. Speaking of earthquake, did did you watch you watch his special right? He was yeah. talking about who, who was it? Patty Labelle, not Patty Labelle. Who was the singer that? Died? Oh, uh, um, uh, uh, shoot, Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin, like let her go <laughs> home. They're on the third day of her funeral. Yeah. So there's a new documentary about this person on Netflix. She's Canadian, right? Yes, Canadian. And it like my my beautiful bride, my beautiful wife turned it on. And I'm like, I love documentaries in general, but I'm like, I can't stop watching this. It's so good. So and you, you realize how many bangers this person had. I know. And then she just disappeared. Shania Twain. Is she's doing a is she got a residency in uh, Vegas? I think so, yeah. Any man of mine. There's a guy I work with who's going to Vegas, and he's like, he's like, there's just no good shows anymore. He's like, Shania there's no Twain? Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton. And then he's what? like, but I hear Shania Twain's out there. So I was like, I would definitely go see her. This is middle school for me. Yeah, this was that your first. This was your first dance with Abby. <laughs> no. <laughs> By the way, congratulations! Nineteen years. Nineteen years. Yeah. Um, I got 20. a new nephew, George, made his appearance last week. And he's already, he's binged at least yeah. eight episodes of the podcast. Yeah. We were in the process of figure, figuring out what his first brewery is going to be. They, they named him after me though, right? It's yeah. George Thomas. George Gerald Thomas. Gerald. That's Your full name is Gerald. I am right? so <laughs> thrilled though. I got the honor of, of um, I am the neighborhood. Circumcising him. No. <laughs> oh. No, no, yes, we did name our uh, our uh, groundhog after you. Yeah, Gary Groundhog. If you want to get a free trial and listen to our to all these songs for free, let me say that again: yeah. free. Go to get amazonmusic.com forward slash beers and beards. Check out Audible. Check out our good friends over at uh, Rivalry Brews. Yeah, Adam will hook you up. And yeah. Pumpkin beers are coming, Gary. Well, they're here. Some of them are. Listen, I don't give it. I'm in on this. I'm, I'm going to come to you. I got so I got to do soon. Got some Lexington breweries I got to come to. That you've never been. Got to go to. Yeah, I got to go to Sterling Brew. Micro. Where'd you get that picture at? Off their off their Facebook. Uh, it's on their. Um, it was on Untapped. And then. Turtleback Ridge in Ewing. Does that sound like a place? Yeah. My buddy what county is that in? Fleming. Fleming County. It, yeah. It's legit 30 minutes from here. It's not far. Yeah. So I want you to meet me there when I go there. To Ewing? Ewing. You want to go to the big city of Flemingsburg? <laughs> yeah. There's a Yoder store there. They have a, it's a, uh, it's like a, um, a farm brewery. And you know, I love farm breweries. So yeah. You, you missed your calling in life to be a farmer. I, I would be a really good farmer. You'd like my dad. What do you think? Yeah. Today would have been my dad's. We'd have been out there. Fun. I do yard work like five days a week. Is today your dad's birthday? Today? Yeah, he would have been 68 today. I think. Well, happy birthday. He's 61. Would have been, fuck, I don't know. Gary Wayne Thomas Sr. The That's first. Right. The ginger. The true ginger of the family. You know, I always, I always thought that at least me or my sister one would have a ginger kid, and it, neither one. 
No. Maybe I will. So maybe he's not a real dad. Mom? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think Ginger is recessive. I don't know. I don't know genetics. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You might go Ginger. You know, instead of, yeah, instead of gray, you might go Ginger. Listen, my you- dad battled cancer and went through chemo and radiation, lost all of his hair. Yeah. Got to the other side of it. It grew back. It wasn't ginger anymore. It was like black. Like you? Like, yeah. Dark. Yeah. I mean, he was a balding fellow. I definitely have my mom's hair. Um, Her beautiful, luscious. But luscious. I'm like, and, and so, you know, last couple of years, I cut my dad's hair, which was easy job. He didn't have much hair. Yeah. You know, for a period, he had no hair. But when it grew back, I was like, what the hell? I still have the clippers. <laughs> like, that's the one thing that I took away from. Uh, like, I got the clippers. I cut my, and Abby framed the clipper box. The it, it, <laughs> My mom got these clippers. And I think the Trenton yard sales. <laughs> you know, the big yard sale weekend. She got these yeah. clippers because I used to I used to shave my head all the time. And that's why I used to cut his hair. So I still got those. And I'm yeah, and here's some good pictures of you with your head shaved. Clearly, <laughs> clearly self, uh, Self done. I'm, how do you know? Like, if you shave your head, what is there a professional it, looking? I don't. Aryan look. I, think, I don't know. I, yes, I don't know. Yeah, I think that just anyone that has their head just buzzed looks like yeah, you did that yourself because yeah. no barber in their right mind is going to let you walk out. out. It's getting long. Yeah, you should grow out your Sergio non ponytail. <laughs> uh, but I want to say this. So. Everybody's got their own podcast things. I listen to almost exclusively theme park podcasts. Yeah. I don't know why, but that's what I'm I going do. Friday, Gary. Kings Island again? Back to Kings Island. Um, but everything in the news in the last two or three weeks has been Halloween themed. Halloween Horror Nights, the biggest. Heard, you event. mean the, the podcast news or the, yeah, uh, the, the theme park podcast news? The theme park news? podcast news is Halloween events. They're announcing the haunted houses, all this TPPN. stuff. TPPN. And the weird thing that I that struck me as odd, and you may know this better than me, but one of the major haunted houses is the weekend, not like the weekend, Friday, the Saturday, singer? Sunday, the weekend, the singer. Apparently, his music is like he's got a horror aspect to his songs, huh? And so he's he they've acquired the rights. I know he was like in the House of Mirrors in this and during a Super Bowl performance and that was weird was nose up was that one's nose or is that the, the grammy <laughs> hold on let's see our prediction who do you think is going to be the super bowl halftime this year i said mm. someone that i thought wait hold on let me see where it is where's the super bowl next year i don't know i feel like they gotta go a little more conservative than after after last year in glendale arizona Ooh. um I'm just, I think it's going to be a you think it's boy band. No, I think it's going to be a band. Did you get a did, side note? Did you get another Backstreet Boys set of tickets? No, I'm not going, but my wife and, and her, her posse are <laughs> in Lexington, actually. You want me to meet them there? Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be someone like Maroon 5. Have they done it before? Uh, yeah, they have. I think it's got to be Kid Rock. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? 
Dua Lipa. Jack Harlow. Hmm. Someone Who's said Selena Gomez. Selena's dead, though. Not Selena Gomez, the Selena. Yeah. Gone too soon, like Olivia Newton. I don't know. As it gets Dre, M- I think it should be Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige. <laughs> Just a repeat. People say Taylor Swift, Drake. <sighs> I don't think either one of them. I can see Taylor Swift. Beyonce just came out with a new album. Yeah. She's had a change. Britney Spears. Could you imagine Britney Spears? That would be I'm, big. I'm down for that crazy train. If Because she hasn't performed in like years, right? I mean, have you seen her Instagram? She performs every day. I would be day. all over the Britney Spears. <laughs> yeah. I got permission from my wife to follow her Instagram. So. Wait, 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 wait. She wait, told wait. me to, actually. Oh, okay. You didn't get permission. You got. Yeah, well, she. Of... Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. What about Prince? He's already done it. Oh, and he's dead. Yeah. Tom Petty? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of rumors about um, Britney Spears. What was that? What's that noise? I don't know. Mm, Let's see. You don't hear that? No. Miley Cyrus? That'd be weird. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, if you made it this far, we love you. Thank you so much for Ed listening. Sheeran. No. He might do it. I think he's big enough. He, yeah, but I don't think he'll do it. Um, be sure you follow us on our socials, Beers Beards Pod. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Give us a comment or review. Go to Ravelry Brews. That noise is killing me. I don't know what it is. I don't hear anything, so it must be. I think it's coming from you. Is that cricket back? No. (laughs) Uh, So until next week, we love you. Have a great week. And uh, yeah, you fixed it. David fixed it by muting himself. Oh, there it is again. All right. Toodaloo.